more about co-housing with Lynn Morstead and Kelly Soika. Co-housing Houston is a multi-generational, community-minded group of people who share the values of connection and sustainability. We're developing the first co-housing project in Texas, and we're really glad you found us today. Hi, everybody. Hi. Hi, Kelly. Hello, Liz. Hello. Hi. We have a guest with us today. Um, A repeat guest. You all know Liz. You have met her before. She's one of our co-housing members. And and something interesting happened recently. Uh, Liz uttered a phrase that has kicked off a whole bunch of thought and discussion around here. (laughs) It's just like Liz, isn't it? She just says stuff. She just says like one phrase and then everybody's like, what? We need to talk about this. (laughs) I think the reason why her phrase uh, struck us uh, so deeply, struck such a a deep chord, is that uh, we are in kind of this invitation stage around here at Causing Houston. You know, we are inviting people to initially just dream about co-housing with us. And now we're inviting people to, you know, look at these homes and possibly come be our neighbors and live with us. Um, You know, it's a stage where people are early on, they've heard about co-housing a little bit maybe, but nobody has really said to them like, hey, would you like to come join us? (laughs) Like that's Mm -hmm. a very big statement, right? To, To be offered a place at the table. So that's kind of our broader thing. And so then we were at this retreat and Lynn was sitting next to Liz and Lynn, I'll let you take it, take the story from there about yeah. our invitation. So it was towards the end of the retreat and we were just talking about the group in general. We were having one of those kind of end of the weekend kumbaya moments and me as usual coming back with business at hand going, hey guys, we got some marketing to do here. And there was a lot of discussion about where we could put ads and these kind of events, et cetera. And we all, I think, decided, hey, before we get too far down that track and stirring up a lot of new activity, let's just go around the room. We had 22, 23 people in the room and ask everybody there what brought them there. And so we went around the room and everybody said what brought them there. And I was doing a little tally table on my notepad there. And the interesting thing by the time we'd gone around the room is that we noticed that over half the people in the room, maybe, I mean, pretty significant leap above half of the people had said that it was really through recommendation of a friend or an invitation to do something, or it was some friend that had brought them there. And Liz, who was sitting next to me, just leans over and whispers in my ear, the power of invitation. And I looked at her and I said, oh my gosh, we have to talk about this podcast date coming up. So <laughs> that we're here talking about it. Great. Yeah. So Liz, what struck you? Why why did you think about I think invitation's been on your mind lately too? Well, the the first thing that struck me after everyone had gone around and said, you know, I'm here because a friend invited me or told me about it. Um that th- you know, I've been a uh, in the clergy for 30 plus years. Mm-hmm. And of course, we ask questions like that at church, you know, what brought you here? Almost always, I would say 90% of the time, it's, especially if it was someone who had a bad experience and stayed away for a while, they'll come back if they get 
an invitation from someone they like usually. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if the invitation is sincere, you know, if, mm. if this is someone you'd really like to have come to church or you think would really benefit them. So that's what struck me initially was, okay, true in co-housing, true at yeah. church, you know, just true in general that invitation is powerful. Mm -hmm. And I think you've had a recent uh, situation where you, Liz had, had retired, but then uh, yes. unretired, I don't know. <laughs> I did, I did. Well, and that was really interesting because the first thing that came up me when I was asked to go back to work for six months, what came up immediately were, oh, no, I'm, I'm going to, I have this conflict and I really, I'm going to be traveling all my, all my excuses, considerations, obstacles came to mind. And the person who was inviting me just kept following up. And, you know, mm. I got three phone calls later she said, okay, here's the job. And oh, it was wow. very specific. And uh, just very, it was like, we really need you mm. ah, was yeah. the invitation. And everybody likes to be needed. So, mm -hmm. um, but I just was comparing that and some other invitations I had later that were very specific and very much wow, we would love to have you, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, do the, and what would that look like? It would look like this and this and this very specific. Mm -hmm. um, I was just comparing that to um, someone else who'd given me a very general invitation mm -hmm. when I retired, you know, like, well, if, you know, if you want to come around and do stuff, great. Mm -hmm. But that's, that's just felt very different to me than mm -hmm. Oh, I'd love to have you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So no real vision around the invitation. Just yeah. Just kind of well, a very... I feel that way. Like when you when a friend is like, let's hang out. And you're like, yeah, mm. let's hang out sometime. And like mm. you're, you're not gonna hang out. Like it's not gonna happen. But if yeah. you're like, come over for dinner on Sunday at six mm. and yeah. bread, then yeah. then you're going to see that person. Like for sure it's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I That's right. That. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I like that. That's a really great, yeah. Yeah, it feels like the world's too busy for these vague, you know, hang out. Like, no, what what are we doing yeah. here? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I well, and I wonder too if that is part of the um, you know, somebody is doing the invitation if they haven't if they're not like really in and it's not that they're not really into it, because I do think they're sincere mm. when they say that. It's just they don't have enough energy around it mm. or they're not really kind of excited about something specific. So therefore they're mm. not very specific in their invitation. Yeah. So my son, Will, is uh, is a super, I mean, that's like his superpower is inviting mm. people to do stuff. And uh, he's this huge network of people because he's so invitational. Mm. And so I was talking to him about it and he said, well, it, you know, it really helps if you're excited about what you're inviting mm. them to. <laughs> that is that is so true. Yeah, that's really true. Well, you know, did you talk to Will by any chance about this one little piece of the objection? Because you know, you you talk about you threw up a bunch of barriers to this uh, return to work proposition, and um, it, 
I'm going to take that piece of information and link it to what you said about, um, you know, you find that a lot of people might be willing to come back, say, to church or whatever is because they, they you know, they like you or they want to be with you or you want to be with them, right? So right. it's really hard sometimes to make that invitation because if people say no, you think it's because they don't like you, you know, it's it sometimes uh, can feel like a rejection of you. And that could be a uh, thing for some people to overcome. I think, um, I, I, so this, <laughs> I think so much depends on how, what, on your expectation. Mm, if, mm -hmm. if you expect people to like you, um, then that's probably not going to come up for you. You'll think, mm -hmm. well, they've just, they've got, other stuff going on and they right. have to think about it, blah, blah, blah. But if you're sort of hardwired for I'm going to get rejected or mm. then it can, I can, you know, mm -hmm. kind of put you off your game. Mm. So I, I think that just has to do with temperament. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I guess in our marketing co-housing, we need to recruit people who are hardwired for Everybody loves me, regardless. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Yes. Why wouldn't I mean, really? you want to come? Yeah. Be, you know, it's a little like a marriage proposal. Why wouldn't yeah. you want to marry us? Yeah, we're great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, that's great. That's really uh, funny. <laughs> anyway. Um. So you know, I I notice that when I, and I I notice when people have invited me to do things about. I just want to drill in on that specificity because mm -hmm. I've had people pick me out of a crowd to do something that I wouldn't have stepped up and volunteered myself for, not because I wasn't interested or I, I just thought, well, that's maybe not me, but sometimes people see you differently than you see yourself. And they might have seen you or observed you in a situation that makes them think, Hey, you know, they'd actually be really good at doing this other thing that you hadn't really seen yourself as. And I think that to me speaks uh, volumes around the difference between you know, doing a blanket invitation to just like a, a blind distribution list or, mm -hmm. you know, putting it in a bulletin or like even in our group, we send out an email once a week and there's usually some sort of invitation to get involved in something or another. And there's pretty much 99% silence response mm -hmm. on those. Mm -hmm. And to newcomers who join, who try to get active and get something going, I tell them, you know, I can put it out there in this weekly mail, but the best thing is if you call somebody who you think might be good and invite them to do it, because that's really where people feel then more interested in what's going on. And they know that you see them as a great candidate for that particular job or, or involvement. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that's a lesson that we have to keep reminding ourselves because it's so easy when you're trying to, you know, get stuff going to take the easy route, which is just, you know, scatter these seeds, you know, far and wide and hope, you know, one or two sprout. Um, it takes a little bit more energy, a little bit more time, a little bit more thinking, specificity to take this one little seed here, go to this little patch of ground, dig it up, water it, talk to that little seed and say, why don't you grow? Then go down a few inches and do another one, because that's really where you get a more bountiful crop. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah, I was thinking about that too, Lynn, with um, like, what kinds of things are you inviting people to, you know, especially in co-housing? you know, you're, you're inviting people to, you know, do some work, you know, mm -hmm. to like enter into part of the relationship building is working on things together. So there's some of that. 
Um, but then I also think that you're inviting people into a relationship that is different than they might encounter, you know, with neighbors in a, in a different location. So I was thinking about this, like, are you okay? Like, mm. are, how are you? Are you okay? You know, if something is going on, I, you know, I, I see you running to your, you know, your, your job late every day. And, mm. you know, are you okay? Are you maxed out on what you can handle? And, you know, it's just, it's a different, it's an invitation to a different kind of relationship mm. than you have otherwise. And I think that's really powerful also um, to set those kinds of like, um, I don't know, the parameters of it, you know, of like, these are the kinds of things that I will care about, that I will pay attention mm -hmm. to. And I think that, you know, what's just coming to mind for me, I think that when we live that much closer to each other physically, there are going to be, um, we're going to feel another person's level of okayness in a very different way. Mm -hmm. You know, there's all that research done about people who live on the same street, who don't even know each other, but their mental disposition sort of spills over into their neighbors. So if they're really happy, tends to be a happier street. Have you guys <laughs> ever, have you get read about this? This is no. pretty cool. Oh yeah, it's pretty some phenomenal research. Here I'm speaking completely. Well, I'm gonna off. be a lot more careful about who's living on the fourth floor now. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm speaking off the cuff, no Good background, vibes only. <laughs> no references, no citations from research. But I've read about this in several places now, where oh. it really does kind of leak out, and your environment really uh, permeates kind of the air that you breathe. And I, that question about are you okay, that matters in a huge way when we become much closer neighbors, yeah. because mm -hmm. we're not going to be anonymous neighbors. Um, and so an right. invitation and the invitation to talk about that, I think is going to be, wow, I didn't know we were going down this path. So sorry, ladies, we didn't tee this up in advance. We're going totally wild now, <laughs> organic, wild. Um, but that just occurred to me as another powerful um you know, well, way of thinking about our community. I mean, we really are inviting people to share their lives with us. Mm -hmm. And we are saying, we are willing to share our lives with you. Mm -hmm. And, and mm -hmm. you don't get much more powerful than that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And scary. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I don't know if I want everybody to know about that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, we're going to find out anyway. <laughs> you probably already know. We have our ways. <laughs> well, the other thing I like about this, about thinking about the power of invitation, um, is that often I will uh, focus on the invitation part, you know, and not really on the power part. So in my mind, I'll think like, wow, this person is really, mm. you know, great. And I'm really excited to meet this person. And wow, this person would be a really great neighbor. And so I kind of orient myself and the conversation, you know, to reflect those feelings. But I don't actually use that power very often. I don't often mm. say to people, you would be a really great neighbor. You would, mm. you would make a great neighbor because it feels pressure-y, but actually, Maybe it isn't pressure. Mm. Maybe it really, because an invitation, you you can say yes or no, and either way is mm. fine. Yeah, mm. yeah. And people like uh, people like to have opportunities. I mean, they like to be invited to things that might stretch them or mm -hmm. um, offer a new way of being. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, I mean, some folks anyway, not everybody. 
Well, and it offers offers it's, it's it's an invitation to a space where you can have an enormous sense of belonging, yeah, and connectedness. And I think that's one of the things that people are longing for, whether they want to be stretched or not. They want to belong and they want to be mm-hmm. connected to the to the world around them. And this is really an invitation to that. So, I I like that phrase, Kelly. I'm going to be thinking about that the next time I'm you know, really have a deeper conversation with somebody who's considering the community is to really reflect on, can I, can I play that back to them? Say, Hey, I think you'd be a really great neighbor because that doesn't mean you're going to be my best friend. It just means you would be a great neighbor. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. That you're the, yeah, I like that. Yeah. It's great. Wow. This has been a good conversation. Thank you guys. Yeah. Thanks for coming, Liz. Thanks for coming and for whispering in Lynn's ear. Yeah. The power of invitation. (laughs) Any other any other parting thoughts from anybody? Um um, are you inviting us? I'm inviting you. Yes, I would like to invite you to share anyway takeaway thoughts from today's conversation. I think my takeaway thought is just I always admire how intentionally Liz uh, operates, moves through the world. And so, um, and I often do not. <laughs> so, so I think that for me, this conversation has really, um, really, I don't know, just it, it's, it's, it is in itself an invitation to move more thoughtfully through the world and, and say to people the things that I would like to say to them. And so mm-hmm. I'm sure of that. Yeah, I, I think it just has, reminded me of the power of invitation and that that is something I need to keep in mind, not only in my work, um, but because I don't have to do that so much anymore. (laughs) But now with co-housing, I have the same opportunity Mm -hmm. to invite people into something I think is wonderful. Mm. And I think for me, it's to continually try and go that extra mile, even if it's a little, a few more minutes time to make it personal. So Mm -hmm. inviting like the invitations to the event tonight, I took the trouble to write each person a separate personal invitation email, whereas I often just send out blank BCCs, you know, Mm -hmm. and it really made me think, you know, it's not that hard for me to spend an extra two minutes to do that, you know, and so that really, um, yeah, really, really, I think it's uh, gave me cause for pause. And I appreciate that sometimes we need to slow down and think about what we're doing more carefully. So I really appreciate And thanks. Keep whispering in our ears, Liz. Oh, sure. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the next whisper. <laughs> okay. Well, well you all have a great day. All. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> and um, I hope you have a whisperer in your community because they are <laughs> quite amazing. <laughs> all Bye right. For now. Bye-bye. Thanks for stopping by today. We're so glad you clicked on our episode. For more information about our project, Cohousing Houston, go to www.cohousinghouston.com and subscribe to our newsletter. For general information about cohousing, we like cohousing.org. We're active on social media, so check out what's happening on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter under Cohousing Houston.